But for those of us who have been a part of this house this morning, I have a very simple assignment based on what the Lord has said he will do with us this year, 2020, which is the year of great awakening. The Lord reminded us that a message that is supposed to be communicated year after year must be preached or taught today. And the title is Renew Your Mind, Part 3. Tell you never renew your mind. Renew your mind. Part 3. Part 3. I first taught on this message in September or there about 2017. The first three months when we started this particular ministry, the first thing the Lord brought to our notice for us was for us to learn what it means to renew your mind and how to renew your mind. And in 2018, we did part two, which is on our podcast as well as on our YouTube account. But today we are doing Renew Your Mind Part 3. Just to recap some of the things and some of the reasons why we need to renew our mind. Remember, man is a spirit. Hallelujah. When I say man, it includes the woman. The difference between a man and a woman is that one has a womb, which is called womb man. So man is a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a physical body. So the real you and the real me is spirit which was saved at salvation or which was ransomed from sin when we believe the gospel. That is if you have believed the gospel and confess Jesus Christ as our Lord. Immediately we did that, we were saved. We were born again into the kingdom of God. In fact, scripture says we were translated from the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous light. So if you are born again, according to scripture, we live in a marvelous light. Bible says in his light, we shall see light. That is why a child of God should never lack direction. You should not get up from bed and wonder what you're going to do with your life because he leads us in our spirit where we were born again where we were saved he puts himself in our spirit and guides us from our spirit so no child of god as a matter of fact is to lack direction hallelujah so your spirit is saved but here is the point your soul which is made up of your mind your will and your emotions wasn't saved the day you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord. Your soul is to be saved through the renewing of your mind. Are you there? Can I say that again? Your soul, which is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, is to be saved. When scripture told us in Philippians chapter 2, the verse 12, that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. He was telling us that do something about your soul. Yes, your spirit is saved, but your soul needs to go through a process of salvation. It is being saved through the renewing of our minds. Hallelujah. And then ultimately, when Christ shall come, when the trumpet shall sound, according to scripture, the first trumpet sound will cause the dead in Christ to rise first. All those who are dead and they died in Christ, their mortal remains, the elements that make up their mortal remains will come together just as it was before, but in a glorified state and they will be, I mean, they will be raised first. 
they will rise first. And then at the second trumpet sound, we who are alive and remain in the Lord shall be changed. And together with those who rose first or who will rise first, we shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And the Bible says, so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we are safe in our spirit. At the day we believe the gospel and confess Jesus as our Lord, we are being saved in our souls through the renewing of our minds and we shall be saved in our physical bodies when Christ shall come. Somebody say amen. That's a big package for God, I mean for, for God's children. Is that not so? Very big package. The Bible says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Our salvation is a big package. There is nothing like one saved, forever saved. It is never taught in scripture. So if you have believed that, oh, I got born again. I believe in the gospel. I confess Jesus as my Lord and therefore I can live anyhow. And though I live anyhow, when Jesus shall come, I shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. You are deceiving yourself. He tells us to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And to do that, he told us in Romans chapter 12 from verse 1 into 2. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. The, the, the NIV says, which is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. That's the key word. By the renewing of your mind. Some say transformation by the renewing of my mind. He said, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. In other words, there's the good will of God, there is the acceptable will of God, and then there is a the perfect will of God. You've got to prove it for yourself through the renewing of your mind. And as your mind is being renewed, he says you are transformed. The Greek word is metamorpho, from which we got the English word metamorphosis. It's a change from one state to a better state, a glorious state. Hallelujah. In other words, it is not enough to be saved in your spirit. God wants your estate to change. When, you're, when you are changed from one state to another state, a better state, your estate changes. Your mind changes. You think better. Therefore, you talk better. Hallelujah. It is, it is a ridicule. It's a mockery to God for somebody to say, believers, see, they said they are born again and they are poor and they can't do anything with their lives. It's a ridicule. It's a mockery to the Holy Spirit for anybody to look at a child of God and say that they say they are born again and look at them. That's why they are poor. People talk like that. That's why they are poor. But I believe that if we take God's word seriously and get our minds renewed, we will think better, talk better, do better than those out there who believe that it is all about hard work. There is a place for hard work, but there's a place for the wisdom of God through the renewing of our minds. Hallelujah. To live the transformed life, the glorified life, the life that Jesus Christ gave to us, if your mind doesn't get renewed, you cannot go beyond the level of your thoughts. You cannot rise above your level of thinking. Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So, if we're going to do better in this year of great awakening, there's a need for us to renew our minds. 
And for those who were here when we taught on renewing your minds, we said to renew means to remove the old and to replace it with the new. Why? Because though your spirit is saved, your mind doesn't know anything about the new you. The you in you that is changed, your mind doesn't know anything about it. So it is your responsibility to educate your mind about who you have become in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Can I say that again? I say it is your responsibility, my responsibility to continuously educate my mind, your mind about who we have become in Christ Jesus. So as your mind gets acquainted with it, you are changed into that image. Bible says we are with unveiled faces beholding us in a mirror. The word of God is a mirror. Beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. The spirit of the Lord changes us into the image we see about ourselves in the word of God. And this morning we're going to look at just some few verses of scripture, about two, three or four verses of scripture. And then you'll be amazed how that alone can help somebody to live the triumphant life. Hallelujah. Can I say something? If there is anybody here that is under the threat of witches and wizards and you are afraid that somebody can juju you or throw some tukbe or throw something at you and you will die after today's message, hey! after the scriptures we're going to look at, which will help us to renew our minds, Jesus. you will work this out. Hey! You will know that no weapon fashion hey! against you shall ever prosper. Jesus. And every tongue that rises against you Jesus. in judgment you shall condemn. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you turn your Bible with me to Colossians chapter 3. And I'm looking at just the first four verses of Colossians 3. We'll just look at these verses and possibly if the Lord gives us the opportunity in the course of the year, we can do Renew Your Mind Part 4. Or else, if Jesus tarries and we see 2021, we can do Renew Your Mind Part 4. Throughout our lives, we should be teaching on renew your mind because that is where it matters most. You should be transformed. Move from every year you should be able to assess yourself. That is what I said when we preached this message the first time. Every year assess yourself. Have I been transformed? Am I now living a better life than I was before? If not, then something is wrong. It's possible that you are not renewing your mind. Colossians 3. I said to renew your mind is to remove the old and replace it with the new. So if you have some old ideas. Today the new will replace the old. Hallelujah. Amen. And to renew your mind. How to do it is to look at the word. Meditate on it. Think upon it. Let that word now begin to speak to your heart. Until it comes out of your mouth. When Joshua was instructed. In Joshua 1.8. He was told that this book of the law. Shall not depart out of where? out of your mouth. But it doesn't begin with your mouth. It begins with, as you read, as you meditate hey. upon it, as the word enters you, as, a, as the word builds up wings on the inside of you, mm. out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers. And Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the, the mouth speaks. It. So the word of God must be meditated upon until it comes out of your mouth. In other words, you begin to talk the way God says you are. You talk that way because you are thinking that way. And you live that way. Amen. That shall be our success story from today. Amen. Colossians 3 from verse 1. If then. That's a big condition. If then. You were raised with Christ. That's a big condition. In other words. If you are not born again. It does not apply to you. Bible says that when Christ died. We died with him. 
when he was buried, we were buried with him in baptism. You see the significance of baptism in, in water? If you're a child of God and you have not been baptized in water, something is missing. Are you there? It's not just going into the water. It has its significance because Galatians teaches us that when Christ was buried, we were buried with him in baptism. So it says, if you then were raised with him, when were we raised? When, when Christ was raised, we were raised with him through the baptism experience. So baptism is not just symbolic. It's actually to exemplify, to portray that I died with Christ. I was buried with him. And when I come up out of the water, I'm raised with him. Hallelujah. If, so that's a condition. If you have not fulfilled that condition, you can fulfill it. Because it's not too late. If then you were raised with Christ. Is that not enough for you to begin to think differently? I was raised with Christ. That's the way to renew your mind. I was raised with Christ. I've been raised with Christ. Therefore, I'm no longer down. I'm no longer a slave to sin. And no longer a slave to poverty. No longer a slave to, to death. If then you were raised with Christ. He says, seek those things which are above. Wow. How many times we seek everything that is on this earth, but we forget about the things that are above. Do you see why sometimes we face troubles? Because we are living contrary to God's instruction. He says, if you then were raised with Christ, seek. You must search the scriptures and know what God has said about things that are above. In other words, don't just live for this life. Because whatever we gather here, if it has no relevance eternally, it is a loss. There's no reward for it. Seek those things which are above. Then it says, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Seek those things. Verse 2. Then it says, set your mind on things above. There's a phrase, I have mentioned it here before, that when we were growing up, somebody used to say, and it was always an offensive word to my spirit. And I knew the spirit of God was grieved about it. One day I was sharing the same thing with somebody. Then he said, ah, she has also heard the same thing. And she thought that the preacher was right. I said, no. The phrase is that you are too heavenly minded that you are of no earthly use. It's wrong. If you believe that somebody is too heavenly minded and therefore is, no, is of no earthly use, you are telling God that God was wrong when he said, set your mind on things above. How can you tell me that I am too heavenly minded? If somebody is too heavenly minded, what happens is that the person will begin to think of how best he can help others to also get to heaven. Because that's our destination anyway. What are we doing here? What is the purpose for God leaving us here after we're born again? It's so that we can become witnesses to save others. So I can never be too heavenly minded that I'm of no earthly use. Hallelujah. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Did you hear that? What are the things that we have on earth? In case you don't know the things that are above, what are the things that we have on earth? Your mansions, your fat back accounts, traveling overseas, your many visas in your many passports. Which one? Your wife, your husband, your children, going to get many degrees, going to upgrade your, yourself academically, any investment, 
He didn't say that they are not relevant. But if that is all that you live for. 1 Corinthians 15, 19 says, For if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If all you live for is just to build an empire for yourself in this life and it has no relevance eternally, it has no relevance in the kingdom, it has no relevance in the things of God, Bible says it's a waste of time. You are of all men most miserable. Take note, that first Corinthians 15, 19, I just quoted. He didn't say if in this life we have hope in Christ. He didn't say that. Please take note. He didn't say that don't have hope in Christ. He says if in this life only. Some say only. In other words, if the, the, what you are living for, all that you are living for is just for this life and you don't have any affection for God. You have no affection for the things of God. You are not thinking heavenly. You are not prepared to see Jesus when he shall come. When you are not living as a citizen of heaven, Bible says there is something wrong. Because Philippians 3.20 says our citizenship is in heaven. From ways also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body. We are citizens of heaven. We are not going to be, say, I am a citizen am a of, heaven. of heaven. How can you be a citizen of a country and you don't know anything about that country? Mm. It's wrong. So he says, seek, he says, set your mind on things above and not on things on the earth. It's relative. He didn't say that don't care about yourself. Some people go to the extreme by not caring about themselves at all. All they are doing is just sitting down waiting. Waiting. Lazy. No work. That is also another extreme. So let's balance the scripture. Hallelujah. All right. Let's three. For you died. Did you hear that? The King James says, For you are dead. Hmm. This is where a lot of us have not found ourselves in yet. Many of us are still alive as far as this world is concerned. He said, For you died. What, when did you die? What does it mean when he said, For you are dead? The King James says, You are dead. I hope you know that that which is dead is not responsive. A dead goat does not fear cutlass. And I like it in the Ga phrase. How do, how do they say it in Ga? Oh, wow. A dead goat does not fear cutlass. In other words, if you died when Christ died, you are not responsive to this world. This world does not appeal to you. This world does not win your affection. And especially when you are provoked by this world, you do not respond with the same ammunition. But you know sometimes, to show that we are not dead yet, when you are provoked, that is when you say, Hey, I will show you my creature powers. My true colors, do you know who? Do you know who I am? Do you know the school that I even attended? In 1977, I was in the final year in the university. And you dare touch me with this nonsense? I will show you. And you go every limb to become a litigant and make sure that you sue that person in court. That person is dead or is alive? He's dead. Are you sure? He's alive. 
He's alive. He's alive to the things of this world. But when he says you were dead or you died or you are dead, he means that you are dead to this world but alive in Christ. Not responsive. Whether praises or condemnation, you are unresponsive. Some of us love the praises of men more than the praise of God. It means you are still, de- you are still alive. Some go to the extent of after God has used them, they want others hey. to come and carry them on their, on their shoulders hey. and show to the whole world that they did it. You didn't do anything. Hallelujah. Amen. That means you are still alive. You are not dead yet. In the sight of men, you may receive the applause, but God says, I don't want this. So, to be dead means that you are not responsive to praises, neither are you responsive to condemnation. Amen. When they persecute you, you don't respond. Bible says in Matthew 5, 11 and 12, he says, blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Then he said, rejoice. Verse 12 says, rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So when you find yourself being bashed by the world, persecuted, insulted, criticized, wrongfully accused, and you are now going to take them to court, know that you are not, you are not dead yet. Alive. You are still alive. Am I communicating? Yes, sir. We are learning what it means to renew our minds. In other words, what God says you are, live in that picture until you become. Change from glory to glory. Transform to that image. If he says you were dead and you realize that you are not dead yet, live in that scripture. Let it just sink into you until you now begin to live a dead life. Mm. Where nothing matters any oh, longer. Jesus. If you get up and there's no food, you still say, I'll praise my maker hey. while I have breath. Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Some of us wait when things are well. That is when they say, things are already better. Things are already better. For the Lord is on the throne. Things are already better. Things are already better. Things are already better. Now the next day, trouble comes. Say, God, why? Ah, why do you have to query God when things are rough? But when things are better, he said, things are already better. The psalmist said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. His praise. What Satan fears most is when he, when he has removed your provision and you are still blessing the Lord. Job did it. Job said that, though he slays me, yet will I trust him. Did you hear that? Yes. Job thought that it was God who was slaying him because in his days, he didn't have the revelation of Satan. The only revelation they had at that time was the revelation of God. Satan had not yet been revealed. He was one of the patriarchs. He lived in the days of the book of Genesis. So Job was an old patriarch and all he knew was God. So whether good or evil, he knew it was God who was doing it. That is why he said the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Yet it was not the Lord who took away. But what did he say? Blessed be his holy name. What an attitude. That's somebody who is dead to this world, but alive in God. Though he slays me, yet will I trust him. But some of us will not say, Onyame, How do you query God? Was it not Romans 5.8 when he says it was while we were still sinners 
that Christ died for us. Please, do you know what that means? It means that we don't even qualify in the first place. The man qualified us by his blood. So whatever comes our way, we can still say, blessed be his holy name. Because after all, we are not citizens of this world. We are passing through as pilgrims. One day we shall arrive when Christ shall shall come. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. So, for you were dead or you died. For you are dead. And the new king says, for you died. This is the big one. Where I'm going to. The next line says, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I want you to pause here and renew your mind today about this line. Mm. Because this is what God wants us to get in 2020, if we're going to leave the year of great awakening to, to its fulfillment. He says that in your life, you who were dead, still have a life. In other words, you are dead to this world, but you are alive in Christ. And since you were dead or you died, and your life is hidden. Say, I'm hidden. I'm hidden. My life, My life is, hidden is hidden with Christ, with Christ. in God. In God. Is that not powerful enough? Too much. It means that if a witch wants to eat up your body mm. and drink your blood, mm. Mm. first, he must eat up God. Jesus. And then eat up Christ mm. before he can get access to you because your life is hidden. Someone say hidden. Hidden. Do you know what it means to hide something? Until you come close to this place, you will never know what is within this compartment of yeah. the of the pulpit because it is hidden from public view. Mm. Is that okay? Yes. Something that is hidden, you can't have access to. Mm. Say, I am inaccessible. I am to Satan and all his agents. Satan and all his agents. From today, renew from your today. mind. Mm. Change that attitude of it is that devil. When I'm sleeping, then the devil comes on my roof. No. When you sleep, sleep mm. because you know that my life is hidden with Christ in God. Sandwich. I'm sandwiched. That's the word. I'm sandwiched in God. You know sandwich? Mm. I hope you know sandwich. How many have eaten sandwich? Sandwich in God. Say, I'm sandwiched in God. I am sandwiched. My life life is hidden hidden with Christ. Christ. This is where it matters. You must be in Christ first. Because you cannot be hidden with Christ in God if you are not in Christ. My life is hidden with Christ in God. You died, but you have a life. Amen. I'm not responsive to temptation, mm. yet I have a life in Christ. You died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I am, I am, I am throwing back this verse or this line because I want it to sink until our minds are renewed. Mm. In the year 2020, God wants you to live the super life. Hallelujah. Mm, mm, mm. Where there is no weapon that is fastened from, it can come from anywhere. You just know that it won't work. Why? Because my life is hidden with, with Christ, Christ hey, in God. Jesus. Say, I am covered. I am covered. I used to say in this house, Providence insurance, that's a slogan. I love it so much. Say, with Providence, man, you are covered. I believe that with the blood of Jesus. Hey, Jesus. Say, with the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. I'm truly covered. I'm truly covered. Because my life is hidden. So when they're looking for you, they will just be, you know, there was a day some people came 
wanting to come and arrest Elisha the prophet and his servant. After God had shown the servant of Elisha that they were surrounded by chariots of fire, then Elisha now asked that, you know, God blind their eyes. Am I saying the truth? Blind them. They just got blinded and they were looking all over the place, looking for that people were there, but they couldn't find him. Say, I am hidden. I am hidden. This is what the magicians have taken advantage of, and they use it against you know the world, not against us. Hallelujah. You should be able to go to a place and witches are looking for you, and like they are wondering, where is he? Because your life is hidden with Christ in God, you are inaccessible. When you are going out in the world, don't say, God protect me. Oh no, it's a wrong prayer. How do you ask God for something that he says you, are, you already are? Instead of praying, God, protect me as I go. Especially those who are afraid of going to their hometown. Hmm. Hey. Oh, please. Which one is that? Who said it's only Volta? You haven't seen anything yet. All the Volterians, when we close, please. This man is a Volterian. Come and arrest him. You tell it's only water. Hey, everywhere. If you be a baby, you have no idea. If you be a, if you be a, and some of the ones that we don't even know, they are even more wicked. And when you don't know, Satan capitalizes on your ignorance. For my people perish because they don't know. So Satan capitalizes on God's, I mean, the ignorance of God's people and say they don't know that they're even covered. Bible says, I have said, Psalm 82, verse 6, I have said, you are God's and all of you are the children of the Most High. But because you do not know, you will die like ordinary men. When you don't know, Satan says, I, I have gotten him. That is why he wants us to renew our minds. If you're going to your hometown for a needed assignment and you must go, don't say, God, as I go, we don't even approach God in fear. Bible says, let us therefore come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So you need protection. But don't ask him for protection if your mind is renewed. It is the one who is ignorant who says, God protect me. God will allow it because maybe that person is a babe in Christ. Okay. But as you grow, he wants you to renew your mind with this reality. It's a reality. It's your picture in the album that you, you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. So you get up in the morning and say, Father, I thank you that my life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm covered indeed. As I go, I'm protected. There's safety on the highway, safety on the byway, safety on the pathway. My bread is blessed. My water is blessed. There shall no evil before me. Neither shall any plague come near my dwelling. A thousand will fall at my side and ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because my life is hidden with Christ in God. Renew your mind. Renew your mind. Is that okay? Change the way you think. Because if you don't change the way you think, you will never rise above that level. This is the year of great awakening. God wants us to, there are some great things awaiting us. But until you change your thoughts, look at, look at, look at Joshua and Caleb and 10 others. 12 spies were sent by Moses to go and spy the land and bring a report. 10 of them came and said, Moses, it is true. The land is flowing with milk and honey. 
It's powerful. Everything good that the Lord told you about is there in the land. But we also saw the giants. Mm. They were so gigantic that we were like grasshoppers in their sight. And so were we. Then they started crying. And their cry affected the whole camp that everybody began to cry. We cannot, we are not able. We are not able, Moses. Why did you bring us here? We remember, you, could, you should have left us in Egypt. After all, if we die in Egypt, we would have been buried there. But why have you brought us to die in the wilderness? Were there no grace in Egypt? Were there no grace? We remember the garlic. We remember the cucumber. Some even took stones and they were going to stone Moses. But I thank God that there were two mm. out of the 12 Jeez. who had a mind that was renewed, a mm. different mindset. They said, why are you crying? Caleb said, let us go up at once because we are well able. Mm. Then Joshua said, look, it is true that the Anakims are there, the Amalekites are there. These are giants, but they are bread for us. We will ah, eat them up at Jesus. once. Did you hear that? They are what? Bread. bread. What others saw and said, these are giants. We are like grasshoppers. Others saw them as bread. Your mind will determine your approach in life. Hallelujah. If God is telling us to renew our minds, he's telling you that anything is possible. possible. And everything is possible to whom who believes. With God, all things are possible. In case man has written you off because of ABC, tell yourself, not my God, for my life is hidden with Christ in God. Lift your hands. I didn't dwell on verse 4 because it's another powerful one. Maybe for another day. Verse 4 of Colossians 3 says, And when Christ, who is our life, shall appear. Did you hear that? Mm. Say, Christ is my life. Christ is my life. Christ is my life. In case you feel that, oh, I don't feel anything in God. Say, Christ is my life. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Mm. In other words, when he shall appear, we shall be changed Mm. and shall be like him. Christ is my life. Every day you get up and they say that, look at you. Instead of you going to work, you say that you are doing Christ is my life. I got life. I got life. Christ is my life. Let them mock you, but one day they will discover that they were wrong. And I pray that God will transform us so much so that when you have lived a transformed life, that will be a witness to those who are mocking. Then they will realize that "Mm, there is something about these people. Bible says they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And that's how they nicknamed them Christians. Christian is what was a nickname. But we now call it upon ourselves and say, I'm a Christian. You remember the children uh, program? Say, I am a C. I am a C-H. I am a C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N. And I have C-H-R-I-S-T-E My H-E-A-R-T And I will L-I-V-E-E-T-E-R-N-A-L-L-Y I am a Christian And I have Christ in my heart And I will live eternally That's what the children came to sing to us On the children's day Boldly confess I am a Christian Let them mock you Let them say that look at them They are not. They are lazy people But be confident about who you are in Christ Jesus. And let it renew your mind until you live a transformed life. Never be ashamed to introduce yourself as a Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Because after all said and done, everything that we have gathered in this life, the Bible says that seeing, Peter says, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved. Jesus. The things we have acquired, 
the things we have invested in, the things we have held onto, we will actually be gone long time ago and then we will even come back to the earth seven years after and then we will live on this earth for a thousand years and after a thousand years, the Bible says everything shall be dissolved because there shall be a new heaven and a new earth and this one, according to Isaiah, this one shall not be remembered nor even come to mind by reason of the new advancement, the technology that will, that will be in the new world is not like the one that we have. It is true the world is advancing technology te- technologically according to Daniel. Daniel says that in, in the last days knowledge shall increase and knowledge is increasing but it still can never be compared to the one to come. That is why no matter how they intimidate you with all their things tell yourself I am superior to Satan. I'm superior to sin. I'm superior to death. I'm superior to poverty. I'm superior to sickness. I'm superior to anything that intimidates people in this world. Can you stand to your feet, people of God?